Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. When you enter in this faith new, and the experience and everything, but also it's something that you have to grow to know. I'll say that again. It's something you have to grow to know. Religion doesn't work that way. Religion wants to make you enter in as if you're supposed to know. And then everybody pretends to know. And it gets real complicated and messed up. And what we need to do is we need to allow that natural principle of life to sink into our heads and for us to realize it's this process. It's a journey. It's life. It's a race we run, not a sprint we run. And so it, it, it takes time, and, it, and there's that process of, of sometimes you're going to pass a test. Sometimes you're going to flunk the test, right? Sometimes, you know, the pop quizzes come in life, and you're like, well, I wasn't ready. And, oh, well, it's there anyway. And it's not to hurt you. A test was never to hurt you. It was never to make you look bad. A test was to say, what do you know right now? What do you know right now? Do you ever remember uh, going into any course in high school or college, and the first thing you do is they start throwing down tests on your table? Okay, here's the test. Take it. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd be like, oh, I'm taking no test. You haven't taught me anything. You haven't given me information yet. Are you guys hearing me? Well, that's the natural principle of life. Why would you think God's different than that? That God's like, he cheats. He's, 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 this, he's this God up there that's like going, I just want to screw you up. I, wanna, I want you to fail this test knowing that you don't have any information to know that. Just so you can look bad. And you listen to that and you go, that's terrible. That's the majority of the Christian faith in how they believe about God. Is that disgusting? It disgusts me because it's not truth. There's no truth in that. But we need truth, right? We need to know truth. And that's what the Bible is for. It's for us to get the understanding of that truth and to live that truth. And that's what produces freedom in our lives. And so we're going to go on journeys that produce freedom so that we're living the follower Jesus life correctly out there. We're not religious. We're not these wackos out there, these super spiritual goof-offs, but that we're literally walking a walk that has, it's relevant. It's impacting to where you're out there doing your thing and you have information in you that you're living that can help someone that you have connection with, that you have contact with, that I never will, that other people won't, but you are. And so you're what? You're that light in their world. And that's what we all are, and we need to see that. But first, we've got to get the information so that we can pass a test, amen? Well, this morning, I'm going into a little series, and it's called... Enemy exposed. With the, that's a scary-looking snake. It's a snake, by the way. And I'm sure everybody in here loves snakes. So, um, But I thought that was a cool, cool look. Enemy exposed. And so what we're going to do this morning is we're going to start, I believe, some information that's going to help you greatly in, in 
in this time we live in, because, you know, Scripture does say in the last the last days that it, it becomes perilous times or dangerous or intensely dangerous times. And so you can look at that in all kinds of different ways as far as uh, by definition. But what it means is, is, is the, the further we get into, into this, this time of life, it, the, the worse it gets out there. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it. And I'm not talking about just specific pandemic. I'm talking about the world, the whole world. And so we're seeing this kind of stuff and it's looking ugly. And if you focus on it, it becomes very, very dark. But also you need to understand something. Darkness comes, but the light always repels darkness. Not sometimes, all the time. Light wins all the time. The only time it can't win is when we put a cover over our own lives. The light's still there. It just ain't shining out. That's on us. No one else, that's on us. No one else can put a cover on me. Only I can. So let's let that thing shine, amen? Let's let our light shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Man, that'd be a cool song. All right. But 2021 is the year to persevere, correct? We are to do what? We are to fight to the... What are we supposed to do? All right, eight of you got it. How about the rest of you? What are we going to do? Online. What are we going to do? Come on. Say it out there. I want to hear you. I'm talking about those people out there. I hear you guys. So we, we get to the place where we... And you know what? Listen, live stream, you got to understand. You need to interact too. All right? I know you got your waffle on your lap and we don't. But you need to interact with us. Okay? Connect, connect, connect. All right? So 2021, the year to persevere, we want, we want to fight to the finish. That means every area of our lives, when we go into battle, which we are in battle every day, know it or not, it is. And so we want to be able to look at the things that we're dealing with and realize that for me to have success in, I've got to fight to the finish. I, got, I, I have to run the race involved in this issue. So it can be all kinds of stuff, whatever you're dealing with, whatever things that circumstances, situations, family, it doesn't matter. Fight to the finish. What is the finish? It's the line. It's the winning finish line. It's the end where you go, done it, got it. All right. But you got to continue on. You might stumble. You might fall. You might skin your knee up. Things will happen in this race. But I'm telling you, as long as you get back up, no matter what, you're going to end up winning the race. And that's a wonderful thought because I don't know about you, but I like to win. Amen. Amen. It's so good. I like playing games. If I see that we're losing, we got to go longer. If it's two out of three and I'm losing, we're going to go, you know, the best out of seven. We're going to move and we're going to continue on until they say, you won. Even if I'm not winning, they just say, all right, we quit. You win. I want to win. Amen. And I know that's what we want to be. We want to be winners. We want to be good sports, of course, but we want to be winners in life. Now, in this subject, it's going to be very interesting and enlightening, and I believe it'll be empowering. But something really, uh, Pastor Law was talking to me about this, and I've heard stories uh, on the English side as far as people that 
have had breakthroughs and, and breakout year for 2020. And I mean, a lot of breakouts, by the way, you know, not prison breakouts, but a lot of breakouts, a lot. And it's so interesting to hear the stories because, you know, most of the stuff you hear is negative, 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 negative. But breakout was happening. And it's so awesome. And I'm excited to be able to share these couple things, just that it really revealed something to me as, as Pastor was telling me, because remember the video, the 2020 video, how can you not? We hear it all the time. But the 2020 video, just like the 2021 video, let me explain something to you. I wait and hear what I believe God is speaking to me for the video, for the year, for anything necessary that's going to reveal or, or impart revelation. So it's not something I go, okay, does this rhyme? Does this work? Does it? I don't do that. I start flowing when it's specifically towards something. The videos this year and last year did not take me a long time. It did not take me days. It didn't take me hours. I put my pen to my paper and it flows. It's very powerful. And so I'm believing that when these sentences are going forth, that they're going forth to help me and help you. Now, how they get emplaced into the graphics and videos, that's my, not my position. That's the other smart people that are way smarter than me in that area. But they are able to take it to a next level but with the same understanding that this is something that's got to impart or picture what God has shared with me. And I think, well, I'll just say Daniel has done a great job. Sasha has helped him tremendously. And, and, and I've input a little on that old pastor Lala. So the thing is, is we are producing something that I believe will give life. I honestly believe it with all my heart. So when you watch that 2021 video, I need you to really pay attention to the words in there. Not just listen to it and watch it, but pay attention. Because, for instance, like uh, Angelica, this is what happened. She was sharing this, but through like a little testimony. That in the video of 2020, it said, the prison doors have been opened, no longer the wall holding you back, and the dam cannot be stopped. The, the dam won't stop the flow. That that's the, that picture, those words impacted her life for 2020. And because of things that she was dealing with, things that tremendous bondage in her life, that words, those words on that video brought freedom to her life, deliverance, breakthrough. And she had a breakout year because of it. Pretty interesting, isn't it? That's what's called a rhema word. That's a word that, that literally brings revelation and comes alive in your spirit. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful word from God to you. And it's impacting and it brings freedom. And it's something that we all want to have happen in our lives because the Logos, written word, only comes alive in your life as seed when it becomes rhema, okay? That's the only time it happens. Right now, it's logos, a package of seeds. I've watched people 
many people over all the years of ministry that have words with no life. In other words, they have memorized scripture. Some of the most, I'm telling you, this is crazy, but many, many people I've known in this church since the beginning that have so much scripture memorized in their life were some of the most screwed up mentally, emotionally people that I've ever seen. I mean, screw, but when, they, when you needed scripture or their ability to quote the scripture, it was right there. What happened? It was Logos word memorized, but no rhema at all. None. They just could quote scripture, quote scripture, and act very spiritual and act like they were very spiritual. But over the years and the counselings and all the different issues, you'd see nothing but craziness in their lives. Crazy. Crazy. And so what I want us to do is not be crazy. All right? First and foremost, religion will produce craziness. But the life in Christ and being a Jesus follower is this process of learning truth. You know, Jesus never asked his disciples, do you understand, just so they would say yes. He was never that way. He wouldn't say, do you understand, for the sake of, if you don't, I'll go over it again. I'll go over what I'm trying to instruct you. The whole life of Jesus is trying to create these followers that are going to complete the task. They're going to continue on with the work. But guess what? They would do what we all like to do. Listen to something, nod our head, yes, we don't have a clue what anybody's talking about. We get church wise that way. We operate Christianese that way. And we just act like this because in society, we believe we will look down on. Someone will look bad at us. We'll, we'll look like we're dumb or something if we don't act like we know. Instead of going, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about this, but I don't know what you're talking about. That's, that's the greatest way to live life. Because if you don't know and the person can't really tell you how to know or teach you how to know or explain so you can know, conversation ends. Let's move on to something else. Amen? But see, we're brought up in a whole different life, you know, where, you know, and you learn this in first grade. If you raise your hand and get the answer wrong, everybody laughs at you. So you're like going, I'm never going to raise my hand again. You guys remember that in first grade or is it just me? Is that still bothering me? Is that what I'm trying to tell you? I didn't raise my hand again, so all through life, I never raised my hand in school again. Actually, I didn't pay attention to school from that point on. <laughs> but the thing is, is this is what life's about. And we got we to gotta get into this free life, because it certainly is, is told to us through our Lord that this is what it's supposed to be. A life not filled with bondage, and not life, a life that's not filled with all these rules and regulations, but a free life. A free life, I come to set you free. Life and life more abundantly. And that's what we should be looking in life as. This is awesome. Going through hell. This is awesome. Why? Because we know hell won't last. For us, other people, eternity. Well, we can help them out too. As long as they're alive. As long as someone's going, breathing, there's hope. But once the breathing stops, eternity starts somewhere Somewhere, right? So we, we need to get this information. In. So Angelica was set free here. That rhema word was an awesome, impacting word for her. 
Next, we have Martha. Martha, her impacting word in the video, and this is interesting, in that video was as God makes the impossible. I remember when, when I felt that when I was writing it. God makes the impossible possible. God makes the impossible possible. And that impacted her life. And guess what? In 2020, she saw that take place in her life. The impossible becoming possible. Now, those are just little statements. Now, I believe 100% they're backed up scripturally. They just don't have a book, a verse, a chapter, but they're God's word, which, by the way, is exactly how God saw all his people living, not by chapter and verse, but by knowing his word. The Bible didn't come till thousands of years later, but the church grew and become stronger and stronger and stronger. Not by memorization of scripture, not by even by opening the Bible and saying, read this. No, by the word being received and lived in whatever word they received. It became life to them. I received Jesus. It took me a long time to understand anything in the Bible. But I had a walking, living relationship. I had a connection with the Father. Amazing. I did not know any scriptures or even understand the Bible. I just listened. And whatever you said to do, I'll do. How did that work? Huh, that's interesting. It's exactly how natural life is. Exactly. You're learning things you don't even know, but you're just receiving it because someone's telling you so. That's what happened. And through the years, I started becoming trained in religion. Isn't that interesting? Trained how to be judgmental. Trained how to act and pretend you're more spiritual than other people. Trained to look down on other Christians. Trained to respect clean, good-looking people and not the ugly, stinky ones. Trained, I mean trained good. And then the, the years in Bible college they spent training the specific ways of doctrines and beliefs. And if they don't believe that way, ha, 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 they're terrible people. Oh, yeah, I got all that good training in me. Years and years and years of that mess. It took a long time to get that stuff out of me, and I'm still working on it. But I got a good picture of life now. I have a focus that's, that's, that's pure. I have a, a view that is free from all that mess. But got to keep the fight going. Every day I wake up, I got to make a choice. It, the battle doesn't stop. Until you're in heaven, the battle doesn't stop. And I understand that. But guess what? I'm all, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for it. Let's go. End result, I win. If I'm fighting, if I'm moving in the forward direction, pressing in, Ultimately, I will win. That's the Bible, amen? God doesn't lie. We fight to the finish, right? Well, let's do that, amen? Let's fight to the finish. So Martha's impact was God makes the impossible possible. I want you to watch that video, not right now, but I want you to pay attention, receive. But not only then, but now. Now let me input this. When Pastor Law was telling me that, it just came within me something very awesome, and that was this. 
that was a rhema. This, this information was from my heart to put out on that video. Now think about that. That rhema or that words that brought life in my life was then passed out on to another person that became rhema or a word of life. Isn't that interesting? So that rhema from me became rhema for them and did what? Impact their lives. This, this faith, this wonderful thing that we are a part of is all about us. It's not about who can keep or hold on to the most. It's what can come out of us. Every seed is going to be, every seed that's planted is going to grow and produce multiplied seeds, not for itself, but for it to be able to get out and reach more. Because that's what trees do, that's what plants do, not to produce for itself, but to get more of itself out. That is a natural spiritual and 100% from a spiritual truth. So we need to understand if we're going to live this life correctly, it's not about us. It's about what we can get through us, which literally does make it about us personally to where you have responsibility. You have the responsibility to make right choices. I was talking uh, yesterday to the guys and I'm saying, listen, th this is what life comes down to. You're going to be influenced by your atmosphere, who you hang around with. And I told him about my life, you know, how it was, man, I was on track. I, I, I paid attention to school. I was a freshman. I was learning and, and ready to learn. And then I got around the wrong people. And all of a sudden, all of that, all the right things that made you um, more acceptable to receive instruction and to live a life with less problems was interfered with just because I started hanging around different people that weren't into that anymore. They didn't want to have that as their uh, focus in life. More about party, more about selfishness, self-centeredness, more about you. And so I started living that life because of what? Different friends, a transfer of friendships. And my life started going this way as far as education. It started going this way as far as parties and girls and things like that, but that wasn't going to help me. That wasn't going to benefit my life. All those things equated to failure in the parts that I needed to get outside of, quote, high school. Isn't that interesting? And I said, ultimately, the truth is, is anybody can really tell you who you are if they can just talk to your friends. Once they talk to your friends, they can peg you. Totally. So keep your friends away from me if you want to, you know. <laughs> so we, gotta, we, we have to persevere in 2021, correct? It's a fight. It's a battle. I like uh, 1 Timothy 6.12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. And the word fight is fighting. It's a continuation. We don't stop. We will always fight the good fight of faith. I like how it, said, it stated good fight because who wants to have a bad fight? Have you ever been in a bad fight? 
Those aren't good fights. Those are fights you try to get away from, right? Isn't that true? I mean, if you, you know, you get a guy, you know, you're, you're, you're get about ready to get in a scuffle with someone and the guy, you know, you about ready to fight is seven foot, you know, 380 pounds, you know, a WW, you know, whatever. And, and that's not a good fight. That's a fight that you're going, ah, oh, I hear my mom, someone, you know, something's happening. Someone wants me, I'm out of here. But if it's, you know, a four foot three skinny person, you're like, oh, okay, that's a good fight. I don't even care if you know Kung Fu, you're going down. <laughs> you can throw those little skinny legs at me all you want. <laughs> you're going down. That's a good fight. And I, I believe if we can look at life in, in the correct way, that when you get in the, the, the faith walk, and that's the walk we should be walking, and, and that's a walk that actually is, is it's awesome. It, 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 it's amazing. It's the walk where you're living life and you're believing for things where people are looking at you like you're crazy. You don't deserve that. Who do you think you are? That's a faith walk. That's a life where you're going out there and going, geez, nothing's impossible for me. Nothing. I mean, sky's the limit. And people are looking at you and go, no, I can show you all kinds of limits. But you're like going, I don't care what you think or what you see. This is what I know. And that life of faith is what God wants all of us in, every one of us. Can you imagine if we were really walking completely in that? Man, awesome. Then the world would really be in trouble. But right now, you know, it's sad to say that the the Christian faith is is not very strong out there. It's It's not powerful as far as when I make the statement Christian faith, I mean the way the world recognizes Christianity. And the way they do it is by, if you say you're a Christian, you're a Christian. It doesn't matter if you go to church or not, you're a Christian because you said you are. So you can live all kinds of different lives. I'm going to prove this point too. Because ultimately, when we're getting to the place where we understand the importance of persevering, we got to realize the reason why we have to persevere is because there's a battle. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be things that are going to come up to get against us that try to cause us to quit, stop, not get back up, run away. Why? Why would we do that? Why? We, one of the things is, is because we, we have a fear of what people think. Who cares what they think? I fell down. I hurt myself. I need to get back up. No, you need to stay down a while. That's your problem. You deserve this. I don't deserve that. I fell down on my own. I tripped. I made the bad decision. I don't deserve to stay down. I deserve to get back up and make sure I don't do that again. Oh, by the way, that's what God wants. But I know, you know, it's a little tough to hear what he wants. No, he wants you to win. He wants you to live life and, and live life the way he designed it to be lived. Not confused with the way the enemy want you to live your life. And that's why we're going to expose the devil. We're going to expose our enemy and, and understand how empowered we are, the authority we have to live this life without it being complicated by this thief, this liar, this deceiver. We're not going to put up with it. You know, enough's enough. But you can't stand like that until you start believing believing what the Bible says, believing these words and putting it to action, which is the life of wisdom, taking the truth and applying the truth.
application what, it is what produces the picture of someone go, I want to be like that person. Not the one that has all information but doesn't act on it. We call them stupid. So in this fight, we are understanding that we have a responsibility to walk this walk of faith, all right? Now, that can be really confused by so much crazy information out there today on, quote, what the faith walk is, because most of the time, the, the greatest revelation came from the Word of Faith group, which I believe completely most of the time destroyed it through their comp making it complicated, tying it into holiness, tying it into everything that's opposite of what you need to live a life of faith. And because of that, it's interjected with, you know, you can do this, but you're going to have to boom, 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 do all this. And you're going to have to do this, but you're going to have to be this, this, this. And you're going to, you can have this, we're going to have to give, 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 give. And, you're gonna, and it's just this whole process of all these things when I don't even see that in Scripture. I see the greatest position of Scripture with people that ought not to be even, you know, as far as a religious concept or a picture of what's right. Why would Jesus tell a Roman soldier that's holding his people under bondage, you have amazing great faith? It wasn't a disciple of his. The, the Roman centurion wasn't even following Jesus. All he did was hear about Jesus recognize that Jesus had power to do something and ask Jesus to do something for him. Why? He doesn't deserve anything. But uh-oh, we're just getting a clear picture of the gospel, a clear picture of the Father, which totally contradicts religion. It contradicts what most people see about faith and, and how to walk a spiritual walk. <laughs> yeah, you got to choke on that. When everything about God's about real life, living real life. Y'all know what we believe in here. Monday is the key. Yeah, we gather together. It's the right thing to do. We gather together online. We gather together to receive instruction, not so we can you know, put it in our religious guns, but so we can walk and go, okay, now we're going to start Monday right with some information that will bring more integrity in my life, that will build my character in my life. That is the true Christian walk. When you have the ability to be at a job and people at your job go, yeah, you can trust that person. They, 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 they're, they're solid. You're walking a super spiritual walk right there. I'm telling you right now, you just, it's complicated because of religion and goofiness. We want to define the super spiritual by the one that's carrying their Bible and quoting scripture at everybody. I'm going to tell you that ain't super spiritual. That's a crazy person run away from them. All right? I'm telling you. 68% of the Christian, quote, Christian faith. I know, again, this is a broad painted picture. Broad. I mean, it's like when you go into, you know, Mexico, any Central American country. I've done this for years and missions and stuff. And I'm going to tell you, everybody and their brother says they're Catholic. If that was true, I mean, really true in that statement, those Catholic churches would be packed all the time by the millions. And you go to Catholic church, there's four people in there. Where's all the Catholics? I, I know my church. A whole bunch of you used to be there. 
right? And you're the ones that even tell me. I didn't go to church, and I had to go once, you know. But that mass was a mess. You all know I'm telling the truth. Now you're all scared because you still got that Catholic, no, God will get me. I set you free from that. Come on. But we want to be free. We want to be free because that's what truth does. The natural principle of truth, it brings freedom. Does it not? You have a problem in your life. You have an issue in your life. You have a problem in your job. You have a problem. Any problem you're dealing with, all it needs is an answer, right? And an answer comes, you're like going, oh, oh. Or it's even, oh, I can't do that. But that's okay. You're free now. I don't know. It's, it's, it's freedom. I'm just teaching Bible. You know, that's it. A simple, simple truths in God's word for his kids. They're the ones that were the most evil on planet Earth. We're the religious ones. You want to say the wrong? No, the religious ones. They're the worst. Jesus said, you're children of the devil. It's pretty bad, isn't it? When you look at information and what I'm about to say, this will, give, this will prove a point. Like I said, 68% of Christians don't even believe in the devil. Is that crazy? Christians. Now, watch this. I'm going to help you on this because this is crazy. I mean, crazy. This is a Barna research. Now, I'm going to just share two points. There are crazy things that are questioned in these answers, but these two things, outside of the devil one, I just want to show you these two. They give you a reason why it's 68%. Watch this. Out of four groups. I'll start with the religious group. This is not Christianity. These are other religions. Listen to this. Is the whole Bible accurate and true? That's question number two. One. Number two, did Jesus sin on this earth? Right? Religious. I mean, other religions. 20% said the Bible is accurate. Isn't that interesting? In other religions. Did Jesus sin on this earth? 46% said yes. Isn't that interesting? Only 46. All right? Watch this. I mean, 46% didn't believe that he sinned on this earth. 46%. Watch this now. The religious liberal Christian. This is the largest group of Christians in the United States. Adult population, they rank in at 42%. Now watch this. The religious liberal Christian. Is the Bible true? 4%, yes. These are the most people go, hey, you're a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. You want to do some drugs? And any, any other ugly thing you can think of, they believe in, and it's acceptable. That's the picture of the Christian faith out there most of the time. Now you want to know why people don't like you sometimes. Ooh, you're a Christian. And you know what I do? I just think the greatest answer is, no, I'm not. I can't stand Christians. And that's usually when they go, what? I thought you went to church. Oh, no, I'm a follower of Jesus, but I'm not one of those Christians. Are you kidding me? Wouldn't be caught dead with one of them. 
I'm telling you, it freaks them out. But guess what? I'm speaking the complete truth. They don't want to be. They're religious. Religious people don't receive nothing. They want to fight, argue, push their points, agendas. Now, there are some that ultimately turn around and say, hey, I want to know the truth. I want to know. Your life is so changed more than I have. I've been doing this for 10 years, and man, I'm disgusting. You got saved for a month, and you're all different. What are you doing differently? And that's how we set people free, right? All right. The second group are what we would say the non-evangelical group. Evangelical is pretty much you believe in the Gospels. You believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. So you believe in the born-again concept. Non-evangelicals don't really necessarily believe in that, all right? And that is the second largest group. Gosh, isn't that crazy? The second largest group now. So we got most of the Christians out there really freaky. Here's their position. Is the Bible true? 55%, yes. It's a little over half say yes. The rest of them don't believe it. Did Jesus sin? 42% say yes. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? They don't know the Bible, but they title themselves Christian. Guys, hearing me, you guys have ears to hear? Ears to hear out there? This is amazing stuff. All right, let's talk about the evangelicals, the ones that believe in the gospel, the ones that believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven, the one that believe that you must be born again. This whole concept of, okay, we're, we're getting this stuff. This is theirs. Do you believe the Bible is true, accurate? 100%, yep. Do you believe that Jesus sinned on this earth? 100%, no. Now, what group believes there is a devil? The fourth group. The rest of the groups, nah. Figment imagination, just an analogy, just a picture, just, a, just something out there to scare you. And we want to know why Christians have such screwed up lives, messed up lives. Christians, they call themselves that. Because it's a title, it's just a name. It's not a relationship, it's not a life. We ain't going to be that way. It's not our life. And there are a whole lot of well-meaning good people, but they're, they're under a doctrine, they're under a foundation of, of yuckiness where it's filled with rules and regulations. And if you don't attain those rules and regulations, something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. But not ridiculous. But that's manipulation. That's how some of these groups are. They're just, they're just tied to a manipulation, a, a motivation tied to their success or what they desire. That's ugly. That's ugly. That's not life. This faith ain't about me. It's not about love life. It's about you. This family is about the importance of us being successful out there. My McCluskey family, I don't get my kids. We're McCluskey's, it's our house. McCluskey, your house. McCluskey, your house. I don't do any of that. That's not what this life is about. Yeah, we're last names McCluskey. We live in a house, but we're about success, getting them growing, maturing, being successful, going out, being successful. When my kids grow up and they're 38, they can go. I'm act like some of you guys out there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I got to get a drink. 
Okay, not 38. 33. No, 30. That's when Jesus went to ministry. Uh, yeah, I think he lived with his mom till 30. We don't have any proof against that, correct? Right? And if I remember right at the beginning, his mom's with him going to a wedding. We're going to a party, let's make some wine. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying it's scriptural. I'm just saying. I'm telling you. All right? Daniel and Maddie are going to hear about this today. 30 years old, boy. As long as they stay straight. Otherwise, you know, I'll kick them out now. <laughs> All right, moving right along. It's getting a little crazy right now, right? All right, so we're to persevere and we're to recognize that, it, quote, when, it, when the world looks at us, it looks at us as a mess. I understand that. I don't get offended. I'm not going to throw a fit. Oh, you don't want me. I'm a Christian. I don't do that. I don't even want to say Christian. Honestly, it, it, Christian is tied to so many works and regulations. And, and if I do or I don't do, being a follower of Jesus is just like going, I just want to do what he's doing. I want to do what I want to act like him. I just want to, I want to connect with him. I'm just going to follow him. Amen. And that's what we all want to be. That's what love life is. Amen. Followers of Jesus, right? We need to be more focused in on this, this life of, of relationship with Jesus and make sure that we're always presented to ourselves that importance of waking up and saying, you know what, this is my day. This is my day, and, and I believe that it's going to be a good day, and I'm going to make a choice to, to be happy and, and, and rejoice when I know already there's, there's some stuff I don't want to deal with. There's some things out there that are not nice. They're not good. But I'm going to make the choice to be right. I'm going to make the choice to do right. There are going to be situations when, you know, you're not really going to know what to do or how to do it, how to deal with it. But that's why we have a father that loves us and wants to work in our lives with us. If we can look at the challenge and the war and the difficulty out there, but still realize that, hey, God can make anything ugly, beautiful. He did it to me, and I'm sure he's done it to you. But are we going to give him something to work with? Are we going to fight for the right to stay ugly? Y'all know you want change. Y'all know there are things you need to change in. So you're going to fight for that to stay the same way, or are you going to realize, you know what? I need change. And the only way it's going to happen is, is if I change. Because you all know the, 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 the statement here, change is not change until it's changed. You can wish for change, pray for change, cry for change, fast for change, and you aren't going to have change. Period. It's not God's place or position. That's yours. Now, I know you're going to hear a whole lot of Christian music that says differently, but that's a bunch of crapito. It is. Change is on you. So what are you going to do with it? I'm going to start taking the word of God. I'm going to start taking this information and applying it in my life. And guess what's going to happen? Change. Guess what also? It isn't going to be an overnight success. 
It's going to be a process. You know why? Because that's a natural principle. And understand this. You cannot judge people the same way your life is run because everybody has different foundations, different understandings. Some people might have already the information in them that helps them get started a little quicker. So you might think they got change quicker, but you might not have that information. You might be at that third grade level. So it's going to take a little more time. But guess what? The Christian faith love to judge you according to where they're at, not to where you're at. That's what religion is. When we all need to look at you and go, you're where you're supposed to be because your attitude is, I want change. You might not be where I'm at, but who cares? Your desire to change is the key to change. So we realize that. We recognize that. And that's the key to our success in life. So in 1 Peter um, chapter 5, verse 8, it says this, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the enemy, because your enemy, your adversary, your enemy, your adversary, your enemy, be sober, be vigilant, because your enemy, enemy, y'all hearing this? The devil. The devil. Your enemy, the devil. Be sober and be vigilant, because your enemy, the devil. And then he's going to go on and explain some information to us. Now, I'm going to break down, and what I'm going to do is, is over the next, <laughs> I'm not going to hold myself to this, the next few months, no, I'm just kidding, the next couple services, next couple weeks, we're going to look at seven understandings, okay, seven understandings to overcoming our enemy. And in those seven understandings in the scriptures, in the verses, verse eight and nine, we're going to get, I'll break down some information that is going to help us greatly understand how we will have victory and to overcome the enemy that certainly wants to come at us if we're moving in a forward direction. If you're stopped, you're moving backwards, I'm going to tell you right now, don't worry. I know you want to, but don't worry. It isn't the enemy. There's no evil there. It's the choice you made. I know this is the greatest con of all cons, and that is that anything's happening in your life. We like to blame the devil and the demons and the enemy and, and all the ugly things out there instead of you made a dumb choice. We don't want to talk about, you know, I haven't gone to church, but my little hell's breaking loose. The devil's just getting me. No, he's not. It's all you. It's all you. He doesn't need to do anything. You do a great job. Now, if you're in here right now and you're hearing you and stuff like that, why would you be guilty? You're in church. So don't get guilty. Think of that friend of yours that's at home right now. Blame them. I'm kidding. Everybody's like going, oh my gosh. Or are you still shell-shocked right now? The thing is, is we need to understand that, listen, when... We are moving forward, and we're pressing, and we're looking to have success in a marriage. We're looking to success in our job. We're looking to have success with our kids. We're looking for their success. When you're moving forward, that's usually when the enemy is like going, how can I stop that? How can I interfere that 
interfere with that direction in their life? How can I get them to turn a different way? How can I do? And so that operation of the enemy is very clear. But it's when we're moving forward. It's when we're doing good. It's when we're making a stand and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to walk this way. I'm going to do fit for life. And the devil throws the, you know, that, that enchilada and that, that cheesecake and everything. Or the devil brings that friend around that never asks you to lunch. And all of a sudden they're asking you to go out to lunch and just pig out with all kinds of non-fit for life food. And that's when you know the devil's real in your life. Amen? But the thing is, is what happens is it's when you start doing that. It's when you start moving forward. You see what I'm saying? And so when we recognize that, we realize that, then, and only then, are we going to be able to put responsibility on the right person or thing. And ultimately, if you can take responsibility and say, you know what, it's a mess because I made the wrong decision. It's a mess because that was my choice. Hey, listen, that doesn't mean that there wasn't any interference up to that choice. There wasn't any pressure to make a wrong choice. I'm not stating that at all. I mean, there's always going to be those, those different influences in life to try to get you to go the wrong direction. Amen? I mean, you ever go try to buy a car? I mean, that's what the whole time is, trying to make you a bad decision. That's all, I'm not saying a car salesman's a devil, all right? I'm just saying, that's the whole, that's the whole point. Isn't that true? They want to get what they want. So they communicate and they operate in a way that gets you to not look to the right things, but everything that's wrong and you walk out just because you're mesmerized, you're under the spell of that new car smell. You went in there saying, 300's my limit. I won't, I can't. 300 is all I can pay, 300. And you walk out going, oh, how much you pay? 685. Oh my gosh. You know I'm telling the truth, right? It's the world out there. So what we have to do is we have to step back, focus, and say, okay, what do I really want the outcome to be? How can I fix this? How can I change this? What do I need to do? Do I need to ask forgiveness? Do I need to, what, what, what do I need to do to get things going in the right direction? And believe me, it's not going to be easy. There are going to be pressures and situations that are going to try to get you to stop it. But if you persevere, you'll win. If you fight to the finish, you'll win. Because ultimately, what you're going to see in Scripture is going to proclaim that you have been given all authority over the enemy. You have power over him. And also, in one of the teachings, I'm going to prove to you that he's scared of you in the right position that you're walking in. You walk in that right position, he is afraid of you. And so that's coming too. So what does that mean? It means you better be here in the next couple of weeks. All right? It's important. It's going to be good. Amen? Isn't God good? Isn't he awesome? The whole thing, the whole subject is about relationship. A walk with Jesus. And everything I talk about, this is what this is about. He wants 
to hang with you. He wants to be a part of your life. We go through stuff. We go through things we're not happy about. We go through challenges, situations. We go through, you know, people breaking doors. But guess what? We end up winning. The battle, this battle might have been short, but others might be a little longer. But it doesn't matter. We win. We will win if we fight to the finish. You can't quit. You can't give up. You got to stand the battle. You got to stand the fight. And that's what I need you to understand. Don't quit. But this relationship with Jesus is the key. It's not a works relationship. It's a true, real relationship. But it's by recognizing that this connection with him is going to carry you through anything. And believe me, life is about you. It's not about two of you. It's not about three of you. It's not about the family. It's about you. Every choice you make will affect that. But I'm telling you right now, it's about you. You're out there. You go to work by yourself. You, 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 no matter what, everything you're doing is literally you and your choices. Well, the most important thing you can understand and, and realize is, is that he's with you. And he'll never leave you. He won't forsake you. Just hang on to that truth and recognize that, hey, you might be way out in left field. You might be really screwed up. But that doesn't change his commitment to you. He didn't love the world because we were all perfect. He loved the world because we needed him. And we were messed up. All of us. And his love was so great that he even says, you didn't love me first. I loved you first. Believe that God's even making that comment. I want you to know I love you first. I win. See, that's where I get it. I get it from my father in heaven. But either way, I just need to recognize that this is about him. And I want you, if you don't know that, to connect with him. Join this team, this, this family of wonderful Jesus followers, and, and let's walk this and be free in here and out there, in your house, out there, and live a life that's your destiny. But you got to receive them. So I want you to pray this prayer, or it's actually a confession you're going to make. It's not some magical cure. It's you believing and speaking. So say this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you, and I want you to know that I confess, that I speak forth, that my belief is in you. And in that belief, I ask you to come into my life. I'm ready for this. And I believe in you, Jesus. And I call on your name. Thank you, Jesus, for answering my call. I receive and you came, and I believe that. Amen. If you prayed that prayer the first time, I want you to raise your hand in here. If you prayed that prayer the first time out there, I want you to click that button, because we have some for you if you want it. Just send us your address, and we'll send it to you free, and no other letter will come to your house. If you prayed that prayer in here, amen, we're going to give you something that'll help you. I wrote it for you specifically, and I, I wrote it for you too if you want it, but it'll help you in your new walk as a Jesus follower, because I want you to win now.
Not later. I want you to start winning now. So this information will help you. Thank you so much. Love you guys. You're awesome. And I want you to have the greatest week this week and remind, remind one another to encourage one another daily. Amen. Love you. See you. Bye. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.